documentary, episode 202 of Caitlin's Craft Collective. I actually managed to do it without saying a whole lot of them. <laughs> 202. I'm Louise and today I've got What's a Crack? Planet Womble or What Would Sir David Attenborough Say? Retreat section. Mum, 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 mum section. Coming up. Me, 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 me section. And the shoppy section. This episode is kindly sponsored by my lovely, lovely friend, Angela, whom some of you met recently. Scotch Tweed is a small family's textiles firm based in the Scottish borders. Run by Angela with a huge amount of technical and know-how support from her dad, Gerald, they have a wealth of experience in the textile and weaving trade, over 58 years to be exact. Their aim is to bring top-quality tartan and tweed fabric along with other Scottish goods and apparel, including their absolute gorgeous highland wear <laughs> saying that because it's just drooling all over it to their customers at the best possible value and i happy to speak to anyone at any time with regards to the requirements so if you can't see what you're looking for on the website give her a call her number is on the website www.scotchtweed and it's a uk free phone number to help support the podcast angela has provided a discount code for listeners just quote ccc podcast at checkout to receive a 10% discount anytime. All links will be with the show notes, so get your cup of tea, your dram, and I'll let you know what crack has been in Caithness this month. Don't remember when I last actually spoke to you last nurse last. What's the crack, Citrin? Just going straight to what's a crack, because I was at Edinburgh Yarnfest, and I know that some of you weren't. And hopefully you'll not get sick of hearing about it and thinking, oh, I wish I was there, I wish I'd shop. I couldn't get for whatever reason. But hopefully I'll give you a little flavour about my experience there and it'll make you kind of go, oh, well, Louise had fun. I'll enjoy the fact that Louise had fun. And maybe I'll plan to go another time. Like I always plan to go to Rhinebeck every year in my head. Just to do it and have fun and, you know, find well that, I'm not going anytime soon. Anyway, right, Louise's dreams aside, Edinburgh Yarnfest, what will I say? Thank you to everyone for coming over and the hugging, the chatting, the polite chat and also the absence of anything. Turns out not wearing a jumper is obviously an issue, but I'm going to stand by my principles as uncomfortable as that was to them. Oh hey, Richard's work schedule was very up in the air. He wasn't supposed to come home until the Friday, but in the end he got moved forward to the Wednesday because of the forecast weather. He's working offshore Grimsby just now on an offshore wind farm called Horn Sea One, and he's on jack-up barges. So I had planned to go down on the Friday, and if he wasn't home, Mum was going to come and look after the bairns. I'm still not legally allowed to leave them alone by themselves. Then... So, uh, Richard came home early and I was all Thursday going, it could have been at night night, it could have been at night, I love night night. <laughs> they looked so much fun with the Mason Dixon fashion parade going on this year. However, <laughs> I couldn't. So it gave me a day to get really organised. Thank you to my hosts of Louise Scully, the lovely fella, and Jeremy Jean the cat, and to Joe Mika for the festival itself. It was an incredibly busy weekend for me and, well, them, much more so. It was a different vibe for the podcasters this year, not having the podcast lounge, but I enjoyed it in a different way. Because really, every year is different, and that's what makes it cool, and also Edinburgh Yarnfest. Where do I start? (laughs) 
Well, with a very heavy suitcase going south, that's where. Full of the tartan and the tweed bags and motion pouches and needle cases, now what's left was put in the Etsy shop today. I got into the exchange and got lots of hugs. Hannah, Julia, the front door gang, then through to the marquee where it was a veritable cacophony of crafty chattering. I normally did an alliteration there, but not quite. The Toft sponsors were there with the great big Morag, the Highland Coo, and this year's big, I think, Dougal, the sheep, who are both incredibly squishy. Slightly dusty. So I didn't want to get too close because I don't like sneezing. It was the place to get your photo taken, which we did in droves. Then I found the podcasters and there was hunters and hunters of them. Mars of Hey Brownberry, who I was standing trying to get catch her eye and actually caught the eye behind her of Caroline of Knitting Vicariously. <laughs> uh, I met Villain Vine, Pip and Siav Tipsy Knits, Greenick Creations, she's lovely, Emily of Pixel Atlantis, Mrs Ames Curiosity Cabinet, who I really didn't see for very long at all, which... <laughs> Helen of Curious Handmaid, Leah Luli, Nelly the Finn, Jordy Nitz, and I also informed Willy Wormhead that she is the punk that I want to be. I heart Willy Wormhead. It was really nice to see her there. So I saw and hugged most of these wonderful people, and on the Friday, and I made a beeline for Vivian and Alison of Keep Cram and Carry Yarn, and their friend Pilo, who's my new friend. We also found a lady from Israel when we were in the Border Mill stand who said that she loved audio podcasts and we hoped that she would listen to us. So if that was you, hello Israel and welcome aboard. I'm not sure if I've had an Israeli listener before. I like to have listeners from everywhere. I'm greedy that way. Oh, you're hearing noise in the background. It's the dog. He's probably going to set himself off soon because the posty is imminent. Anyway, that was the podcasters that I fangirled. I uh, did see others, including CC Knits, The World, Skin Deer, Frostbites, Fruity Knitting, but I didn't get a chance to chat to them. And, well, <laughs> CC's like Michelle Obama to me. She always has someone around her, and I just gazed from afar, a little bit shy. It is a big whiz of, hello, love your podcast, and then someone comes else over, which is wonderful, but very, very overwhelming on the senses, and... Trying to get a proper conversation is actually quite futile, really. So I'm very appreciative of everybody's time and who I managed to speak to. I had a wonder about on the Friday, I'm still Friday, and my beeline was for the Shetland Wool Week hat, that, and it's the roadside beanie, which this year was designed by Oliver Henry. I love seeing the different colours everyone chooses for the same pattern, and it has sheepies, um a star at the top and little fishy boats around the side so almost caithness as well I, it's like trawlers which i quite liked i quite liked them to do a viking inspired one as well so or uh, shetland will week maybe next year would be quite cool wouldn't it so on the stand was the lovely Jeanette budge and every time i seen her she was smiling She's a really, really nice person, so um, I was nice to actually get a chance to talk to her instead of just messaging each other over Instagram. I also bought a crochet pattern by Vicky Brown Designs, and that was it for Friday. I know. Very restrained. So I had the Shetland Wool Week hat and Vicky Brown pattern. However, I only got there about 2.30, so most of the time was looking, talking, hugging, plodding, and trying not to fall down rabbit holes. 
And I was quite tempted by the Border Mills new range of Shetland 4-ply as they've used the North Coast 500 route as inspiration and they've named their range after the places. And I didn't know about this before I went in. And then Vivian said, oh, look, it's in the uh, newspaper that you got at the event from Edinburgh Yarnfest. It's like the show guide. And Border Mill had a big splurge about it. So advertising, obviously, wins some way. It didn't actually win probably because I didn't actually buy any. But I went, I went to really have a good look round and I spent ages going, oh, here we are, because they had um, Scrabstar, um, Grey Cairns of Campster, Forsenard, Dunnethead, and somewhere else, but I can't remember what it was. So my big joke was <clears throat> the Scrabster colourway did not smell of fish or diesel or stinky crap. Scrabster is a fishing port and ferry terminal, just just in case you wondered. Um, and it generally does smell of fish, diesel and stinky crap. <laughs> The colour that they had for Scrabster was a deep cold blue and the sea does look like that, but not so much the sky. It was far too blue for the sky. <laughs> However, I'm not sure I'm going to make the beanie anytime soon because um, I was thinking about using it for the Shetland Lowick hat. And I do have a substantial Shetland stash, so don't be taking that as a hint, as some of you sometimes do, <laughs> right? I like it. And... It was nice to look at. If you are doing or have done the NC500, it would be lovely momento though. Ellen and Lisa, the grey cones of Camster one was about the right grey, but without the sore back or knees when you crawl into the cairns. <laughs> oh, I'm instantly back in the cairns with you two. Lovely. And then thought, oh, I'm just falling for the marketing. It wasn't on the list. And, well... I'm not sure if the Dunnet Head was the colour that I think of Dunnet Head, but I totally see why they thought it was Dunnet Head. So it was it was just quite nice because I didn't know about it before I got there. I had used my wee popcorn and crocodile show planner. I have a big crocodile and popcorn planner because I have a lovely friend called Suzanne and also a lovely popcorn and crocodile shop. Ah, oh, just, I always think of our lovely time at Perth with Catherine Limer going, these are lovely. And she's right, actually, I love it. And I'd moved a lot of my previous planning into it because I pulled it out. I said, I've got my wee boogie. And Louise says, oh, is it a bit bigger than your little tiny boogie? And I says, not much, <laughs> but that one's full. So I've written up in my little show planner version and what I have for future projects and what needles I wanted. I note down what needles I needed for what, ones I was going to do and what ones I've got already. I had a budget and I wanted to try to stick to it, which I think I kind of did actually in the end, but there's a reason for that. So on the Saturday morning, I was delighted to get Louise and I's bus selfie and we giggled and giggled and giggled most of the way to the corn exchange. We nearly missed the spot in fact. And at one point I says, oh, that looks like Lily. And she went, I don't think it is. I says, no, I don't think it is, but it does look like her, don't you? I think so. And she went, yeah, she says, Edinburgh's full of doppelgangers. And she says, there's a Jimmy Perez doppelganger that goes past my flat quite frequently. And I says, oh, if I see him, I'm going to talk to him. Have you talked to him? No, he's always downstairs in the street. Oh, 
I'll be running after him, Louise. This is just a poor show. I think you, Louise, next time you see him, it's your mission and your duty to run down and go and talk to him. You will scare the living daylights out of him, but it'll be really, really funny to me. <laughs> anyway, she said that Edinburgh has a lot of doppelgangers and... Actually, there was somebody else that looked a bit like somebody, Juliana, that I know, but it wasn't her. And I kept kind of looking at her thinking, oh, it's Juliana, and it wasn't. And she kept looking at me going, why is she looking at me? I said, oh, I love what you're wearing. <clears throat> she looked just like Juliana, but it wasn't Juliana. Anyway, then one of us said, I wonder if we've got doppelgangers. And the other one said, maybe they're sitting on a bus coming the other way, but they're going to an acrylic yarn festival. <laughs> We're obviously the good eggs in this doppelganger um, relationship. <laughs> so, this is why we were giggling all the way to the corn exchange. And I had a ball that day, I really did. I bought stuff for the retreats that I can't talk about because uh, we don't talk about stuff I buy for the retreat. It's like Fight Club. And if you've never seen Fight Club, you will only get what I mean in when you see Fight Club. The film. Quite grim film, but it's an interesting film. I bought another hand balm from Mole Yarns. It was the lavender version, and I had a really nice chat with the owners. Really, really, really wonderful people. I've got a lot of time for Mole Yarns and their wares. Diane, incredibly lucky to have them on your doorstep. And they totally sold out of the hand balm, so if you got some, you will know how good it is. And I was just looking and I said, <gasps> I've got some of that green yarn. It's going to be a pixel Atlantis shawl. It still is, listeners. I know that you think I've just put it in the stash and forgotten about it, but no, it is upstairs and that's why it's earmarked because also it is in my popcorn and crocodiles planner. Louise was working on the Uist stand, so <laughs> you're free to roam around by yourself. But I met up with quite a lot of you then. Beast Chops and her lovely mom, who... Just, just, her mum, I just love her mum. It's like me and my mum going, but it's Angela and her mum. So I, I totally get that vibe. Uh, Leona of Rusty Ferret. <laughs> I'll come back to her. Joy of Knitting Goddess. I'll come back to her too. Gemma of Little Grey Girl. I will come back to her. Midwinter Yarns. The John Arburn gang, including Sonia. We discussed being a bouncer. Can't remember why now, but it was funny at the time. Every time I went past their stand, I went, that's a sock yarn I reviewed in the orange. It's great. Never did anything when you put it in the washing machine. I was slightly disappointed about that. But it, it's actually better because it didn't do anything. Did I mention car coriander? I was speaking to her then and she was with her mum. And then Angela, my lovely, lovely friend, appeared. And I saw her at a distance disappearing into the crowd and then lost her. And then sort of found her again and it was most fun. Oh! That noise, that's the first of my Etsy um, purchases being purchased. And thank you, Ruth, you lovely, lovely lady. I'm going to keep that in because I got a fright. <laughs> but it's a lovely noise, isn't it? So I had a pal. It's nice to have a pal. Uh, you don't need a pal because I was quite, in, I was okay by myself wandering around. But it's nice to have a pal or pals or make pals when you're at these events. You don't need to go with someone. You can sit and talk to anybody or stand and talk to anybody for quite a while if you feel that you can and if you don't feel you can 
just try to force yourself a little bit and just because everybody loves to be told that they're wearing something nice or we're all there to talk about the crafty goodness that's in that stands just there so you're going to have something in common however we went and we fangirled the Countess of Blaze's stand and bought things I say I fangirled or I quietly said um, um, I'm wearing the Tits Out collection yarn and uh, thank you for being amazing and organising it and please carry on and being inspiring and then I'm going to go now uh, before I embarrass us further because well I know she has to force herself to be in such a public arena because she has Asperger's and I was delighted that she was there in the first place uh, I bought from her some double knit in a foxy colourway because Twinsy Ellen has a wonderful new pattern out for a fox hat and think cabled foxes she does have a matching jumper but it's still in a magazine exclusivity sort of thing just now but it will be available in the near future and Daisy saw it and Daisy demanded it who am I to deny my child a hand knit so you could go and find Ellen's foxy hat and then maybe buy some of the Countess of Blaise foxy looking colours so I had a great time at the knitting goddess stand at one point Leona well, Leona says, I didn't take my Polaroid camera because I thought you would be there. I, I, I just don't know what she means, listeners. I mean, who knows that you should not shake a Polaroid picture until it breaks? Not me until last year. So, sorry everybody for not having the Polaroid cameras this year. It's my fault, apparently. Anyway, she put on, that's not my name. That's not my name, I have to clap. That's not my name. I don't want to clap too hard because the dog will come over and woof by the ting-tings. Because one day she had it on Instagram and we had a huge conversation about it, finally deciding that she should DJ a silent disco. <laughs> Wouldn't that be fun as you went round Edinburgh Yarnfest, silent disco? And then all of a sudden a tune dropped that everybody knew. We'd all be doing the YMCA. That would be awesome. Oh, Joe and Mika, we need to do that. Anyway, and Joy, again, a joy to talk to. She was quite sensible, but yet quite nice. And I really did take from what she was talking to me about. Um, Joy, I hope you can actually remember what you were talking to me about. I have perfect clarity on it. (laughs) They've got a really lovely yarn going for socks just now, if you're needing some. I was incredibly tempted by their temperous wares, but I wasn't on the list this time. And I think that the next socks, they'll get me some because I love Joy, their yarn and their ethos. So, hello, Joy. And Leona, I love you too. But I've still got some of yours from Perth, actually. I did a fair bit of smiling at Catherine Limer uh, while she was buying scrumptious and then remembered that I wanted one of her workshop spaces and didn't get, so smiled slightly less. And then looked at what she was buying and went, I wish I had that. I wish I was Catherine Limer. Uh, anyway, uh, but I, sp- <laughs> I did smile. And then I compared and contrasted sprained ankle tails with the gorgeous and lovely carrot coriander, who I've now mentioned. Did I say she was lovely? Well, she is. And I know I'm saying lovely a lot this episode, but I generally mean it. And I didn't actually look up in my thesaurus. I could do that just now if I paused. Hmm, I think we shall. Let's have some other adjectives. For a thousand page book... (laughs) 
I don't use it as much as I should. I used to love looking at thesauruses. Lovey. A term of endearment. Lovely. Exciting. Admiration. Attractive. Extremely beautiful. Delightful. Delightfully very well. Beautiful woman. A showgirl model. Oh. Well, maybe I wouldn't describe you all as uh, a beautiful woman. A showgirl. No, I would actually describe you all as beautiful women because you really were. So I stood outside the Anne Caitlin Beg stand for a while, and I know that's not how you say it, um, for a while, admiring the dastardly cat jumpers. I'm not a cat person. I kind of want her to do a dog version. But I really did love seeing everybody's, and I thought it was quite quirky and interesting. And I love how she's come from just doing jewellery through to doing the patterns and the pins and they were good fun. So I met Vinka and Emily here and, uh, yes, sorry Emily, uh, that was very embarrassing of me. Or I'm still actually mortified because remember in my last episode I'd said, listeners, sometimes I get a little bit confused and um, I really need to meet you three times before I make sure that I get the right person and actually be speaking to you. Well, Emily had met once before and I got her mixed up with someone else. And I says, eh, so how is that a life on the island of blah, blah? And then realised, and she looked, I'd live in Oxfordshire. And I went, you're not the same person I thought I was talking to. She was a completely different person. And I'm friends with Emily on Facebook. I'm not friends with very many people on Facebook, but I'm friends with Emily on Facebook. So this was my fault. And I take that on board. Because Emily took it really nicely, actually. She was quite kind of it, And she kept coming over and talking to me. So it was okay. And then when she came out of the stand, she goes with the, the cat badge, she went, hola! <laughs> and I have a photograph of her doing that, slightly out of focus, but it was just so funny. And there was some photos of us killing ourselves laughing there. We had a lovely 15 minutes yakking on and it was good. I will not get Emily mixed up again, it has to be said. So I had a good poke around the B measured stand and looked at their dressmaking patterns. Also, they have some fabulous ceramic bird buttons. Um, kind of look like seagulls, actually. I was thinking about getting a mushroom darner, but it wasn't on the list. And I have a wonderful wine stopper that I noted the other day. I could use that. So, delighted with that. But I do like B measured stand, which I did get something from, but I can't tell you exactly what it was. And actually now I can't remember what it is. But people at the retreat might. I have news on Angela's Lush. <laughs> I've seen quite condemnation on this. I don't think that's the right word. I know you're listening here with bated breath here. Come on, breathe, listeners, breathe. She has very nearly finished it. She had it with her and she had it finished at 8am the Saturday morning. She went and bought buttons from the Hedge Gardens Maggie stand, which is ever delightful. I like, I took a photograph of them because you could get near the stand at the time. But, and I was like, oh, do I, I want something from here? I don't actually need anything from here. Oh, okay. Because you kind of buy buttons when you need them, don't you? No. Some of you are going to this is stupid, Louise. I buy buttons because they're nice. And then I match what I've got to my buttons. Yeah, I'm a bit like that with shoes. I'll buy the shoes and then buy all the rest of the outfits to go with the shoes. <laughs> I don't always. Sometimes I buy the shoes to match the outfit. 
But we went into the barren room area where Tanya was with TG Frog and Garen was there. So I gave her a gentle hug and tried to make not make her cry or me cry because um, Tanya's had a really hard time of it recently. Um, she was smiling. Like she was having a good time. This was a lovely area this year. Lots more stands, pure wools and stories behind the yarns from whales of Garth and Orr. There was the wool list with Dr Zoe. I didn't try to guess the yarns, but I love that you did, because I, I knew I'd get it completely wrong. Uh, there was Uist yarns, Eurodale yarns, Iona yarns, and I eventually bought a cone of teal green Aran from them. This is going to be a Felix jumper by Amy Christophers. I love the Iona gang, especially the owners Michael and Kate Gordon, who remember me year after year. Obviously the Tuchter and <laughs> the conversation about Tuchterness. Actually, like, really love Iona. Mum and I had such a nice day trip there when I lived in Oban back a long time ago now. So if you find yourself in Oban, do the bus trip to Iona. Richard is a schoolmate from Iona, I think, whose sheep sometimes goes into the Iona yarns and it makes it a little bit more special. So do you just love yarn with stories and provenance? They are good people, so I was delighted to get my cone, finally, because it was on the list. We met Faye Dasher Hughes in this area and had a right good play there with her, discussed the lack of crochet samples on yarn sailor stands, which I thought was true. We thought for yarn sailors, if it hadn't occurred to you, if you're going to put out samples of knitting, or how your yarn's knitting up, put some samples out of crochet as well, because... Well, I like both, and yarn does behave differently for both crafts. So it was nice to see Faye, because I'd not seen her in a while, even though we've been at the same event, so finally our paths crossed. There were stands for crochet, as Joe and Mika make sure that they have some, but this year it seemed maybe a bit less on the Saturday. I could stand corrected, because I wasn't actually totally looking for it, but um, fair point about the samples, though. So if you think about it, if you show what your yarn can do, you increase your audience, as not all crocheters knit and not all knitters crochet. I then marched Angela over to Wensleydale Longwell Stand and made her show them her Lush cardigan, which was finished barring the buttons. They were delighted and they took photos, so I tell you what, listeners, their yarn is knitted up way nicer than my West Yorkshire Spinner's Wensleydale James that I bought. So I'll find out how it wears and tell you eventually. So, Angela... Sew on the buttons, so wear it, so you can report back, because we still need this podcast information. I met the very lovely, or delightful, and I wish I could keep her in my pocket, Maddie Harvey, who is the most gorgeous of smiles, and nice chat, uh, along with Carol, we can be friends, if she like knitting the breathing space, Christy, <laughs> I jest, she's lovely, in Stephen and Penelope stand, whilst Angela and I were discussing the yarn, Armani. I just, Carl, we can be friends, right? I, in fact, I have claimed you as my friend. So I checked in with James again on EasyNet stand about his Uber experience and he says that his driver that morning had apologised for not having sweets. What? <laughs> That's what happens when you live in the sticks. We don't have Ubers. And those that live in the city and use Uber went, What? You don't use Uber? Was it? Well, no, because we phoned the taxi. <laughs> different up here we don't have delivery takeout this far out either and when i go to a city or a bit further south it's like can we have takeaway delivered why i just like it can't help it (laughs) 
So I was absolutely delighted with James and his Uber app. And he had his birthday, so happy birthday to James. On Saturday, I met Helen of Giddy Knits, who was wearing her breathing space too, as she was working away on the little grey girl stand with Gemma. And um, I was quite nice because I was like, oh, hello. And I stood behind Helen in the queue at Perth and I didn't know her then, but as the day grew on, I realised who each other were. And now she's one of my BFFs. I have many, many BFFs, but um, you're only a BFF if you're a good person. And she is, so it's good. So Gemma and I had a big discussion about sewing zips, <laughs> material, sewing. I rubbed her shoulders for her. So it was a really nice time to sort of stand it there. And I was kept persuading people to buy the Notion pouches from Gemma. I was like, you can't have enough. I've got two. You need one for every Notion bag that you've got. <laughs> Linda Thompson and Hickey Thump were hiding up the top of the marquee. And I went up and got a big hug. So I have a lot of time for those two. And our 15 minutes was just not enough time to spend with them. Then I went out for a curry tapas. I didn't even know there was such a thing, but there is. And here I met up with Wooly Thistle's Claire and her sister from Inverness. So that was good because I can talk Inverness and she understands Caithness. And also Sarah of Fibertrek and her friend and Isla and Katie Greenbean and her friend, who's my friend now because she has a Heimer Carvin. So I hope you who went to EYF got yourself a Katie Greenbean poster or a zine or something because... Our stuff's awesome. The more time I spend with Katie, the more time I want to spend with Katie. So we had a really good night, I think. It was quite no- noisy, but, you know, there was a few of us. <laughs> then Sunday morning started with Angela picking me up with the tartan and the tweed bag of goodies, early doors. We set up her stand. Angela's stand was beside the Eilier Wool stand. And, do you know, we sort of acknowledged that we were there but we were also busy setting up and it was a good two hours before we actually spoke to each other because it was so busy it was just so mad we were also quite close to stitch birdie and come 10 o'clock it went mad the stand was three or four deep at some points and i met up with some amazing new to me people as well as i've met you before people I found myself looking at people's clothes rather than their eyes because there was so much knitwear and handmade clothes on show. I was absolutely drooling. I met a lady from Maine wearing a lobster jumper, my lovely Jersey correspondent, whom I got a hug from in person, and one of the Dutch correspondents, um, my Giffnet correspondent, who fed us her world-famous shortbread. Thank you, Ella, my lovely, lovely friend, Ella. My Suzanne correspondent, who I really didn't get any time to speak to, which made me sad, but I know I'm going to get lots of time at the retreat. And I said to her, can you put your stuff on Instagram? Because I can't speak to you just now, I'm so busy. (laughs) And many, many, many more of you. I loved meeting you there. Especially the ones that squinted their eyes and went, when I spoke and went, eh, I recognise your voice, are you Louise? Yes, yes, I am. I love doing that. Anyway, I'm pleased to say that a lot of you went away with some absolutely gorgeous and excellent quality tweed and tartan fabric from Angela. Very, very well priced quality Highland wear. I saw one of the capes the next day priced for £250 and Angela had them about the £100 mark. I'm not sure she's got one left, but you might want to have a look in the shop. 
So thank you to everyone who purchased from her and to me and me and to you new listeners because of it. Now I was worried about not selling anything and whilst I didn't sell at all or even half of what I made. The rest of it is now listed on Etsy shop and it's also going to go on Angela's site too because it's her fabric and we decided that would be the way to go. Don't feel you missed out. I've told you what happened. You didn't have sore feet. You didn't have to stand in the queue for the coffee. You didn't have to stand in the queue to get in in the first place. You didn't have to travel there. You know all them kind of boring bits. So you can buy stuff from all the people's shops and don't feel you miss out. So there's the contemporary pink, blue and yellow check tweed. The gorgeous purple houndstooth tweed. Hello purple people, including you, Neurotic Panda, who actually has one. <laughs> the Guardians of Scotland Tartans and the Outlander inspired people. Our stand was so busy that, as I said, we lost an hour and a half before we actually took a drink of water. And then by the time it calmed down for one of us to get off the stand... I was too tired. I just couldn't face the thought of going shopping and making decisions. So I bought nothing that day. Uh, which I think actually helped me achieve my sticking to the list and the budget. I wouldn't know if I'd gotten off the stand, I can tell you. Because I was thinking about getting a stitch birdie pin. Never even made it over to say hello. And they were the next stand over. <sighs> I hope for you that you did have a wonderful day. Angela did really, really well and she showed you how good her products and prices are. I had to have words with her that she had some really bonny blue hound's tooth tweed that she didn't send up to me. How dare she? And I can't now because it's sold out. <laughs> I really enjoyed cutting the fabrics for people. And sorry if I hit you with the meter stick because I wasn't actually very good at not. It was a little bit tight in the sort of space that we had. And thus, Edinburgh Yarnfest 2019 drew to a close. I again loved it. It was different from previous years and I love that it's different. Thank you to Joe and Mika who are hopefully having a well-earned rest. They bring so many people together and the craft world expands after it. The ripples are well felt too and I welcome their future plans. I've been really enjoying The Great British Sewing Bee on BBC Two. The final is to Tuesday and you can get an iPlayer or your equivalent if you're abroad. If you're slightly interested in dressmaking then do watch this. I've ordered Miss Figgy's Garment School for Girls book which has patterns in it. Angela says, who's Miss Figgy? And I was like, oh well she probably lives with um, Uncle Ben and Aunt Bessie and in a Beatrix Potter book because she's probably not real. You fool. And she went, what do you mean she's not real? And she sent me a picture of Miss Piggy. <laughs> Even if Miss Piggy is real, I'm quite sure she doesn't look like Miss Piggy. Hopefully she's got the same gumption as Miss Piggy. Where am I? So I looked at Daisy's pinafore dresses and thought, eh, I could make this. It's just two big pieces of fabric and long bits. So I need to get my craft room floor cleaned and filled up again. I thought we could start with Daisy before I get on to my own dressmaking. Because I have fabric for me. I've bought uh, magazines with a couple of patterns in it. But it's always for dresses and I really don't wear very many dresses or get the chance to either. We've been watching Stand Up For Cancer Great British Bake Off celebrity version. And I bought an apron from the Cancer Research Shop in Thurso. As we've really enjoyed this. 
It's been really funny and you can get this on all four on Catchup. My favourite one was the big Norsty version. He's hilarious. <laughs> he just went, dog biscuits, woof woof. <laughs> and Paul Hollywood's face is just, what? You're not treating this with any sense of seriousness at all. And he was like, woof. <laughs> I've been given a bag of vintage patterns recently from uh, Declutter. There is the Teddy's for Tragedy beer pattern and I think I'm going to rattle up a few of these because I've got a sizable acrylic stash and it would make good bears. They're easy to knit and I, oh, I love seeing the Burns pictures getting them. One of you, I can't remember who it is on Instagram, but one of you makes loads of these and then posts the photographs of the Burns getting their bear which absolutely warms my heart up. I'm not bothered about seeing which bear gets which bear, as long as they get a bear. Because goodness, there's a lot of sadness in this world, so a wee teddy for a bear is the least that we can do. And when there's an area bigger than the United Kingdom that gets trashed by the cyclone Aedi, there will be a lot of bears needing a teddy at the very least to get them through. There was a lovely set of patterns for bed jackets too. My lovely auntie could really do with one, and I think I'm going to make one out of it. I said it would in September time, so, well, it's really, really time now. And there was one that said it's quite a quick knit. <laughs> I have found a beautiful Captain Marvel shawl pattern. It's called Taking Flight by Catherine Belisle. And it's actually free on Ravelry. So I was thinking in my stash, oh, I might actually have some of the yarn for this. Have some blue ripples craft and some gold ripples craft. I'm not so sure if I have red, so I have to have a wee looky. I love the Captain Marvel film. Good soundtrack, albeit very kind of the other gen genre of what I was listening to at that. Because I was into the indie scene, Stone Roses and James at that time, but I did like Garbage, Only Happy When It Rains. It's a really good song to run to, especially when it's raining. The Grandma, Grandma, Grandma section. Here is the mum, 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 mum section. Mum fans, I watched her on the past two episodes, but a few things. It was long enough and my iPhone battery, well. Anyway, here's mum. Hi mum. Hello Louise, how are you today? I'm good, thank you. You've just fed me um, some lovely scrummy scrambled eggs on toast. And now I've got a cup of coffee, so I'm very happy. So am I. <laughs> Right, so the listeners haven't heard from you for quite a while now, so do you want to update them on the, your most recent crafty adventures? The most recent is um, we're doing 52 blocks, 52 weeks, um, and we're on week five today. And there's quite a few from our sewing group on a Thursday is doing it. Mm -hmm. And they're all different and it's just lovely seeing all the different colours and that. Yeah, it is lovely, isn't it? You've mm -hmm. got the same design but yeah. somebody's got different fabric to you. Mm -hmm. It can be quite difficult to go. Oh, mine's isn't as nice as yours. <laughs> True. <laughs> but then you think you get a lot of I didn't I didn't think about that colour combination. Mm -hmm. And oh, I don't like that combination. So you do mm -hmm. right. yes. Carol. And that's exciting because it's going to last the full year. So then I'm knitting as well. Well, hold on. The website for this 52 blocks and 52 weeks, because it's not too late for you to catch up. Uh, it's from... I'm just going to read this because Mum is 
tell me to. JackieWhiteQuilts.com. Her Instagram is JackieWhiteQuilts and she's on Facebook as JackieArtsQuilt. So it's copyright protected for individual use, but um, I think it's everybody can use it, can't you? Mm-hmm. Cool. Right. Yes. Carol, what we'll else? print the pattern every Tuesday comes out. Oh. Every Tuesday. And then what I'm knitting at the moment is um, a jumper. And it's blue fleck, would you say? Yeah. With a lace pattern up the front. Mm-hmm. And I'm nearly to the armholes. Are you? <laughs> yes. It's like a four-ply. I know. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. the wool I got from you. Oh, yeah, that's been in my stash for a long time. It was a cone of... It's kind of like a blue marl type of yarn. Not tweed, because it's got white in it. Um, and I got that from my mother-in-law. Did you? Mm-hmm. Oh. It's so nice and soft. Now it's knitted. It is. I'm mm-hmm. cursing giving it to you. <laughs> oh, there might be enough left, wool left for you to uh, knit yourself a jumper. Oh, no, I think I don't grudge you it at all. It's <laughs> nice actually to see it being used. Yes. And then I'm busy knitting a, a beanie hat with two types of wool together. Right, oh. so you're using what yarn on? <laughs> Um, two cones with uh, the the, sh- the shades are like a dark beige and a very light off white, mm-hmm. off high off white, and um, it's a beanie for I'm knitting for the shoe boxes, mm-hmm. and I've started um, a little jacket, a little um, coat for a baby, mm-hmm. and that was bonnie uh, wool. Mm-hmm. A little sparkle in it. Oh yeah, that was leftovers from something. I'm pretty sure that Daisy wore back in the day, but that was uh-huh. all that there is. Yes. Well, I um, don't know if I'll have enough for the sleeves, but I'm going to combine it with other wool, mm-hmm. sparkly wool. Mm-hmm. And um, I had a problem with the, the pattern mm-hmm. when I started decreasing because mm-hmm. I knitted on all the the front, the sides and the fronts, two fronts together, mm-hmm. till the armholes. And then, I don't know, I tried and I tried just to get the pattern right and it wouldn't come. And I didn't blame the pattern. <laughs> but in the end I gave up and I've just made um, a, a garter stitch, which is garter stitch in between all the patterns at the bottom. Mm-hmm. So it all corresponds and it looks bonny. Mm-hmm. And then... When you say that the shoe boxes, do you want to elaborate a little bit more on that? Oh yeah, once a year in November we collect all the knittings that knitting from one year to another that's been done for charity, and the guild at our church um, will get a list from Blytheswood. Blytheswood's a charity that sends off to places in the world that don't have. Mm-hmm. Or have the need, mm-hmm. so they each child gets a shoebox size. Well, it's a shoebox, and it's wrapped in Christmas paper, and they get for their age group. They get it's stuffed full. Yeah, we'll get a list. Yeah, for all the different, you know, men, women, mm-hmm. other hard old ladies. <laughs> Last year, that would have been easy to choose what you want. <laughs> pair of slippers, and um, teenage boy and girl, and then. Uh, children, toddlers, mm. and then um, babies. Mm-hmm. 
So we've got a good selection and it tells you all on the list what we have to put mm -hmm. in. Like toothpaste and yeah. razors for the, the, the people that need razors. Mm -hmm. Or kids crayons soap. and soap and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I remember Sweets. watching a video that um, I think it was in Malawi and it was a class of children opening their shoe boxes and it was the best thing ever. It was mm -hmm. so joyful and you mm -hmm. could see they were so excited mm -hmm. and they really, really appreciated it. So um, for us just through the year thinking, oh, I've been given a bowl of yarn just to rattle off a, a wee hat mm -hmm. or something. Yeah. It's, it's nice to see that where it actually goes. It is. So and it, um, on, a f on a Friday at a church, so I keep the that sort of knitting mm -hmm. four Fridays mm -hmm. and the knitting when I've got a pattern that I have to follow because I do that at home because our group is called Knit Natter and I can't knit Natter and follow a pattern uh. <laughs> if it's complicated, you know. Yeah. So that's what I do. Mm -hmm. So well, one of our ladies died from the sewing group and she just had you know, wonderful hands, Lorna, didn't she? Yeah. She, she was sewed and she knitted. Mm -hmm. And her husband's donated a whole lot of wool to the knitting natter. Mm -hmm. So we had a lovely time sewing it, didn't we? Oh, I know. <laughs> huge amount. A lot of different sort of odd balls. And mm -hmm. in a way, it's lovely that we're using it. In another way, you're desperate to find out what she did with that. And then you remember, I can't ask her anymore. But mm -hmm. um, there was a square in it that I had well, that I picked up and went, oh, I wonder what she was doing there. And it's crocheted. And it's different shades of purple and stuff. And I thought, actually, that could make a nice little purse. So I, today at Textiles, was embroidering a couple of, like a snowdrop and a flower on it. And then I'll put it together and make a purse out of it for... It's lovely. So she probably pours scorn on my flower like. <laughs> Wouldn't she? Oh. No, she would be very complimentary. She would be, but then she'd be like, have you thought about doing... <laughs> no, Miss Lorna. Mm -hmm. So it's lovely to know that all that yarn that she'd collected over the years is going yes, to go to some... Well. And there's another group in Wick that does knits for shoe boxes and the fish... Oh, the... Sh the sh Fish and chips. Fish and chips. Are they still doing them? Yes. Uh -huh. Oh, wow. Yeah, because I said, Babies oh. don't stop, do they? <laughs> that's right. So I sit next to Ada and Church, and mm -hmm. that's what they're doing. So I says, oh, I could do one or two of them. Yeah, well, you've so, got enough yarn for it. Yeah, well, I <laughs> And I asked if they would like yarn, and uh -huh. she says, yes. She Good. says that I accept everything and anything. Right, wonderful. So uh, they do a lot of uh, charity mm -hmm. as well. Oh, that's good. Oh, good. It's nice to know it's actually going to get a use. Because the shoe boxes, they get a lot of baby shoe boxes and a lot of kiddies ones, don't they? Yes. But they don't get as many teenage ones or man ones, do that's they? That's right. So uh -huh. you thought that you were going to... I knitted um, a hat and um, fingerless gloves for a t teenager, mm -hmm. royal blue, and the Fair Islers white with the blue and the red. I'm just going to stop that. Catherine Limer, did you hear that? Fair Isle, Mum. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely Catherine. Oh, I was <laughs> delighted when I could knit. Fair Isle. Learning it was right, good. Right, carry on. 
And then, and of course, I'm not a teenager boy one with uh, that other yarn. So then, getting back to my son, and I made a tweed skirt, mm-hmm. lined it, and um, it's it like dark tooth green, uh, or pale grey, mm-hmm. or pale blue, I don't know which, with the cream background, dark mm-hmm. tooth. Straight skirt. Right, what else, if anything? Well, well, at Christmas, you know, we did the Christmas swap. Yes. And I got a lovely pack, a lovely parcel back from her with all the stars, different colours, and they were lovely. And, of course, they went onto my tree. Ah. <laughs> lovely. And we did um, our Christmas decoration at the workshop and at Christmas in November mm-hmm. with the quilters mm-hmm. and um, that was the, the workshop we did. Mm-hmm. So I did a few, I did one for you. Yeah, uh-huh. nice, it's lovely. I did two for me and one for... One for your swap. Mm-hmm. Hope you like it. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I think that's... I can't remember. <laughs> I'm always on the go and I'm always doing something, you know. Yes. So on. Yes. And uh, knitting. There's never enough hours in the day. Oh, you're telling me. Mm. Right, thank you very much, Mum. You're welcome. She will have a new update for you, and probably quite soon, because that one's quite out of date now, because she's been to Glasgow. Planet Womble, and what would Sir David Attenborough do? Planet Womble, or what would Sir David Attenborough do? This section is to talk about things we can do to be stewards of the environment in ways such as reuse, recycle and being mindful. I was very mindful of what I was buying in Edinburgh and I don't know, it's quite hard because you're trying to be capitalistic and sell all the stuff at the same time as be mindful of what you're buying. So consider purchases of all my bags would be very helpful. Recycling and reusing. I know when I was listing all my stuff on Etsy that there's a click box for if you're recycling or upcycling something, which I thought was pretty cool. And also reusing old yarn. So if you're not going to use your stash, de-stash it, sell it on, pass it on. It can make it special when your friend has passed on and you want to make it special. Such as passing on Lorna's stash. I think that she'd love Bernie's getting hugs from Teddy's, tragedy Teddy's, from her stash. She was very much a people person and she loved children being happy. It's not really a big thing, but it can do so much good. So if anyone's got any good items for this, then please message me and I will share. Retreat. For those of you getting excited about coming to the retreat, please know that now my planning and plotting is really ramping up. I will be starting to make the items for the goodie bags in the next few weeks and getting all my stuff done well in advance for the weekend. I bought stuff for prizes, so if any lovely listeners wish to, please contact me to donate prizes or coupons. That was very, very gratefully received. Natural Retreats have changed their name to Together Travel. Also, please have a chat about your travel plans coming up over here on the thread on Ravelry. I would like to start the Premie Hat Collection talk now. Previous retreats we have collected some Premie Hats and they were then donated to the Aberdeen Special Care Baby Unit. Ella has in the past collected them because she's made lasagna on the Thursday night. She never ever wants any payment because Ella is like that. 
But I just thought we would provide the hats anyway, and then Avila can do whatever Ella's going to do, but she can take the hats away with her. So retreat attendees, one or more preemie hats would be absolutely wonderful. They really don't take very long at all. And don't worry if you make too big a baby size, like a newborn or a, I don't know, up to three month, because remember in special care baby unit, you get anything from a golf ball size baby head right up until a bigger baby, because they put the diabetes babies in the special care baby unit and they often have bigger heads. They're just as gorgeous. And they all get a wee hug from me before they go. And I hope sometimes that that hug is passed on through the love in the knitting. So I will put a, a wee email to you uh, when I have relevant things to say, which I do have something to say to you about this. So that's that. Get excited. Coming up, coming up, coming up, it's there. Coming up, Leeds. The Amazing Tracy has organised a fun day for you on the 1st of June. I say you because I'm at my retreat, but they got it going on. They have a market, workshops, demonstrations, and it just always sounds wonderful. I wish I could get there one day. Sigh, looks wistfully into the distance. Oh, it's chucking it down the rain. Oh, the other thing I want to see is, <laughs> we noticed when we were walking the dogs, it's oh. There's one of the things, the filters from the coffee machine, that must have been come out of our compost heap. And Richard says, the jackdaws must like coffee. The jacked up jackdaws own coffee. Every time we put a filter out, you see them rifling around and it disappears. I don't know why they like it, but on to more coffee-fueled fun. Woo, Perth! 8th and 9th of September. Eva has gone and done it better again. All roads lead to Perth and literally they do. The class list is up, the vendor list is up, the special events are up. Eva has got it going on. I'm really myself excited about Lady Dye Yarn whom I've been talking to Twitter for years now and I've never met her and this is when we used to have knit chat and I'm just quite excited about her coming. I'm then excited about meeting the people that I met last year, the vendors and the cafe. The cafe's great. I love the light in that venue. In fact, I'm going to have to knit more now so I can justify filling up the stash with the vendor. Because <laughs> I've seen that Caithness Yarns and Caithness Croft are both going to be there. And kind of hmm, my big dream for this or next year is to knit me a jumper out of the Caithness Yarns coming onto the market. I say about half a jumper's worth just now, but I'm going to need the rest of it. And by that time it wheels around... I'll have knitted down what I've got and I'll have space in my stash. There are some wonderful names on the list, so I hope you will join me in going Woo Perth! And I shamelessly stole Woo Perth from Pip and Sia. <laughs> Loch Ness Knitfest has released its vendor and class list too. They are going to be back at the Leisure Centre again on the 20th of October weekend. They've got a good vendor list, but again... I'm running the marathon that Saturday, so I'm not sure if I'll get at all again. I would love to go because it's nice to get to see the Woolly Tribe and not have to go all the way down the A9. And I think it's quite a good venue actually as well. Hopefully I'll be a bit busier for the vendors this year than it was on the Sunday last year. I think it was very quiet on the Sunday, which is a shame. So if you are in the area over that weekend, because it's October holidays, then think about going to the Loch Ness Knitfest. 
There are other yarning events, but these are the ones that are nearby or have been asked to mention. Isn't it wonderful that we're blessed with amazing festivals and days out to be go with other crafty types that we don't have to explain why we get excited about wool? The beaker section. Me, 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 me. <laughs> me, me, me section. Because it's really all about me. Well, this is the knitting part. I finished my breathing space by Villa, Vera Valamaki using no, Mode Knits yarns and Townhouse yarn in the Tits Out collection, colourway. It's done. It's not only done, I am so done with it. It's been a long haul knitting on it. Thank you for the lovely compliments on it. Honestly, when I wore it on Saturday of Edinburgh Yarn Fest, and I'm really sorry if I threw the compliments back in your face because I knew that you generally meant them. I was still in the rage part of knitting of this. I didn't understand parts of the pattern when it was talking about the short rows and also I felt that the sleeves were quite wide and then I had modified them. And I kind of thought it was just me, but when I was knitting it alongside Louise Scully and she confirmed that she didn't think parts of the pattern made sense either. Which I felt better because nobody on Ravelry seems to have a problem and a couple of you said that you enjoyed knitting on it. Carol Christie being one. I really like her until she said that too. But it's okay, she accepted that we can never be friends. So she said, so I was like, oh, you can be my friend once I've gotten over this. It's such a shame. Oh, she's really lovely too. It's such a shame. I'd have liked her as my friend. Oh, Louise, that's cruel. Anyway, as I've previously said, Carol Christie, you are my friend. I have left, finished the breathing space. The shape flatters me. Oh, sorry, the sorus, I've just whacked it. I thought I was totally finished having washed and dried it and I, no I didn't blog it flat I wanted to wear it on the Friday I hung it on a radio or on Thursday night so there's a wee impression mark on the top where I hung it, <laughs> it like sticking up so I was damping it down with a damp towel on Saturday morning then I found a dropped stitch which I think is where I've not wrapped a stitch properly because I never drop stitches like that <laughs> I was just looking down and went oh there's a drop stitch. I literally stood in the chair and went, knitter emergency, I have a drop stitch. But I was handed a safety pin stitch marker by Angela and I'm going to sort it out. I've got to pick up a couple of stitches and then I'm just going to sew it with thread. It really was the nail in the coffin of this jumper which suits me, but I didn't enjoy knitting. And I also kind of thought, well, you know, maybe if I could put it in a drawer for two months or something and then pulled it out I would maybe enjoyed wearing it a bit more but because I still had the rage of trying to finish it I was just the love wasn't there anyway um, I was standing beside Helen of Giddy Yarns I mentioned earlier and it was noted that by Karen that my stripes went one way and Helen's went the other my listeners come close here I'll come closer too the truth is I have no idea I might have been wearing mine back to front don't know. Now, I had a stitch marker on the front the whole time until I washed it. No, no idea. Well, I have what way I've been wearing it because the stitch marker is still on the right hand side inside. But once that's done, I will have no idea unless I put a label in. And even then, guess? Who knows? <laughs> I do remember asking Louise at that point of the pattern and failing to find the answer. So we looked on Ravelry. Half one way, half the other. Valamaki has the other way to the way I'm wearing it. 
So I think I'm wrong. However, I'm going to take my grump out of here. The colours are glorious. The shape's flatter and it is interesting. No more will I say the breathing space by Vera Valamaki, but it's done. Except for the stitch. No, we're gonna, I'm not going to mention that next time. I've actually worn it a few times since I've come home. And yeah, it's, I'm glad I did the sleeves in the end as well. I have a cast... I think I've mentioned I actually cast it on, but I've got a toe-up sock and I'm using Gail's Art from Etsy and it's merino nylon cashmere sock fingering weight. Bum stuck. <laughs> I didn't follow the pattern properly as in my heat I increased from the toe to 64 stitches and then when I get to the gusset I'm going to decrease because I'm thinking I'm doing the back to front of a toe down. But the pattern is different and I can't work it out. Mel has directed me to a toe-up sock, which I haven't gone there. So, put it this way, the socks are to the gusset and there I'm a bit stuck. I'm using my fancy wee needles, Addy Crazy Trios, for this. I need to read the pattern by Sockmatician again, slowly and without anyone else about. In a dark room. Uh, I've mentioned a gal cough. Uh, she's just got the buttons to sew on. She said she was going to sew them on, but she hasn't yet. Listeners, in a way, I'm quite delighted because when she does, finally, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. <laughs> and I have cast on a wee baby preemie hat. I'm using leftover jelly bean yarns from my last year's socks as I want to see what my new short needle is like I bought. I normally use a 2.75mm bot. The lovely lady I was talking to at the stand, we County Carnes, I can't remember who, which stand it was now, but um, when I was buying them, I was talking to this lady and we talked and then she gazumped me by buying the last 2.75 millimetres. I didn't like to say I was going to buy them. So I bought two millimetres and they are maybe too little for 64 stitches of four ply to comfortably knit on the length of the cable. So for the hat, I've got 74 stitches and basically knitting rib in one way, then the other to give a texture for a wee preemie hat for the collection of hats for Ella. I have cast on Knitted Tunic for Women, the Ocean Dress by Cotton and Clouds and this is by Kayoko Nakayoshi. Using Jameson's of Shetland yarn that I bought last year's Edinburgh Yarn Fest. I have made the sleeves already, the short sleeves. And I am now on to the body. I'm hoping this is going to be a quick knit, even with the cables. Although, I was actually only on the second row of the body, but the cable I'm using, the length, it's annoying me. It's too long and it's too short at the same time. I'm not actually convinced I've got enough stitches, or maybe I've got too many, because I cast it on whilst I was watching Line of Duty on Sunday night and drinking a glass of Mother's Day wine. And well, I think I'll just rip it out and recast it on whilst watching Dairy Girls. Tomorrow we watch the Great British Sewing Bee final and stand up to Cancer Bake Off on catch up. I love having good internet. In sewing news, I've ordered Miss Figgy's Garment School for Girls from Amazon and hopefully I'll get it today. I've mentioned this before, but it was 9 pieces to make and the patterns are included. 
and I'm hoping that they're not photocopy bigger or print off as in you do the part I don't want to do which is why I've paid for it. However I need to get my craft room back in order first and that's going to be started this afternoon after this is recorded and I've done Daisy's homework. <sighs> I've got speaking of smiling but I'm not actually because <laughs> I've got to do all this stuff. However uh, Tanya let's think about Tanya. Lovely Tanya. Ah there we go I'm smiling now. Um, well, actually, I'm smiling at all of you that I met at Edinburgh Young Fest. It was so much fun. And thank you for coming over and chattering with me. Except in the podcast for meet up. Nobody. Nobody came then. But it's okay, I went and spoke to Pip instead. It was a lovely chat. Um, in the library corner, I got Audible for my birthday. And the first book I got was The Invisible Life of Eridici Kusamo by Martha Batalla, which I'm not sure how you say it or not. Apologies if I've butchered it. It's a translation. As I heard about this from a BBC book and author's podcast last year, and it mentioned my mum's name, Zelia, being one of the characters. Mum was told, as she grew up, it was a Spanish name, but not why. I don't know if there's Spanish in the family or ancestors or what. Anyway, it's not a common name here, and when it was in this, I thought, oh, I'm going to read that. And then when I got Audible for my birthday, I thought, this is the book I'm going to get for my first book. The story itself, I quite enjoyed. It tells you a bit, then it does the backstory of the characters, and it goes through time from 1940s Brazil onwards to about the 60s. The problem that I had was I wasn't very keen on the narrator, and also, because it's been translated, she said Zilia wrong. She said Zelia. Now maybe that's how they pronounce it, but that's not how I pronounce it, therefore it's not right. And so I don't know if she said Eridici wrong as well. However, I really did enjoy listening to this and the whole thought of somebody living a life and not actually being seen. Um, it sort of made me think about all how women are invisible. And it relates to that book as well, The Invisible Life of Women. So that was quite interesting. I got out the Ambrose Parry in the Way of All Flesh, which is set in Edinburgh in 1847, and it's a crime novel. Ambrose Parry is a pseudonym for the author Christopher Brookmeyer and his wife Marissa Hatesman, who's an anaesthetist, and I very much enjoyed this book. There are some quite grim bits in it, but I would recommend this. And I today finished The Good Omens by Terry Pratchett, Sir Terry Pratchett, and Neil Gaiman, which I was excellent. It's very Terry Pratchett, but with added and toned down Neil Gaiman. I miss Sir Terry. I finished it this morning, so I've now picked up Muriel Sparks' Memento Mori book that the librarian recommended. I'm not sure what audiobook I'll get this month with my credit, so listeners, what would you recommend? I like good writing, I'm willing to go pretty much anywhere in the world or galaxy, as it are. Shoppy section. Shoppy section. As mentioned, I've today updated the shop to carry out the beautiful tartan and tweed I made for Edinburgh Yarnfest that I didn't sell there. If you're into Outlander, there's Mackenzie and Fraser in there. I've got beautiful Guardian of Scotland tartan and purple herringbone and pink and blue yellow chick tweed. All have project bags, needle holders, zip notion pouches, which are basically pencil cases. Know that they are made with love and each one I love working on. I couldn't get a favourite in the end because every time I changed to the different fabric, I was like, oh, this is lovely, you match this beautifully. I hope you enjoy using them and you put up photographs on Instagram because I love seeing them out in the wild. 
So if you feel you'd like to contribute to my continued running of the podcast but get stuff back as well, then please do go visit www.etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash cadencecraft or you can support the podcast and get nothing back if that's your want. And this is paypal.me forward slash cadencecraft. If anything, it'll buy me a cup of coffee. I'm happy to review patterns, books, yarns, notion. If you're in that line, please don't be shy. I just want to sell all the stuff so that I feel like I haven't wasted March, if you see what I mean. Blah, 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 Thank you so much for listening. I very much appreciate you taking the time to download and then listen to me splaff on. I'd like to add that all the opinions are mine and sometimes Richard's and just now Daisy's because she's coming home from school. I do occasionally get facts wrong, but I do try not to and I don't do on purpose. My email is caithnesscraftcollective at gmail.com. I'm on Ravelry as Louise Hunt. The group is caithnesscraftcollective on there. I'm on Etsy, Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram and Facebook. Hello, the Facebook friend is caithnesscraft and you can get the podcast from the Podbean site as www.caithnesscraftcollective.podbean.com The intro is from Free Music Archive and is called Entertainment for the Brain Dead by a Friend. Here's Daisy, say hello. Hello. And say goodbye. Why? You worry that bit? Oh, thank you for listening to it. And keep on crafting! Hey, hey! <laughs> I like that. <laughs>